Does that give you hope as a Brewers fan if you see the Diamondbacks just coming out of nowhere? I don't think anything gives me hope at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 6.12 on this Wednesday morning, just an observation. I don't know if they're working, if they're not working, but based on what I saw, maybe they're not. So, you know, we've been talking about reckless driving. The city is is hung up on, instead of incarcerating reckless drivers, we're going to spend all kinds of money bumping out curbs and putting in roundabouts yeah. and mm-hmm. different things that mm-hmm. we're going to do. And I don't have any data to suggest that works or doesn't work, whatever, but an observation. So I'm out at Connect Chiropractic in Wauwatosa getting my weekly click, click, click. Yeah. Had to drive back downtown yesterday, and, and the freeway was all messed up. So Siri took me down Center Street, okay, coming from Wauwatosa. And Center Street is loaded up with these traffic-calming poles that they've been installing. Sometimes you use them to delineate like a bike lane or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes they're, they're bumping them out at intersections, so they'll kind of put them out into to eliminate what they call the so-called Milwaukee slide. Yep, yep, and get some space there, yeah. So they're plastic, what, like a... Would you a stanchion? Stanchion's a good word. About two to three feet high or so. Mm-hmm. Just and like so, a hard plastic. Yeah, and they're white and green, and maybe they have a reflector on the top. I don't know. It was daytime, so I couldn't tell. But they're, they're out there, and they're supposed to, again, encourage people to slow down, which I think probably for people who are otherwise good drivers who might just be a little distracted, maybe that does occur. But in terms of your reckless driver who's driving a stolen Kia, for a joyride probably doesn't matter too much because, and here's what I witnessed, a majority, so better than 50%, had clearly been hit. (laughs) And probably one in five, 20%, were flat on the ground. I mean flattened. Just driven over. Sometimes two or three in the intersection. Clearly had just been plowed through. Is this, is this working? And not replaced yet. Well, and there's the other thing. Even if you argue that it's working. If you are saying, okay, well, it's doing its job. Obviously, somebody hit that and maybe stepped back or others haven't hit that. Perhaps the numbers indicate a little bit of less crashes. What's what's the plan to service this? Or did we just, we installed them once and just went, ah, there we go. <laughs> Fixed. They've, they're well, they on gotta, the ground. They're you plowed called it in. You should have called in the Department of Public Works and said, hey, I got to report a couple of stanchions compressed to the all, street. Like all of them <laughs> laying on the ground. Get to that after the potholes. Plowed over. Plus, if I were, like, own a business or a shop out front, it looks terrible. It's beat up and smashed yeah. all over. I don't know. Interesting. I, I share this observation <laughs> with, with the program today. 6.15, Brandon Snyder has sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NBA season is officially back. The Bucks will get theirs underway on Thursday with their newly extended MVP, Giannis Adenokounmpo, ready to lead the way. After signing that three-year, $186 million extension on Monday, Giannis addressing the media post-practice on Tuesday for the first time since signing the dotted line. The Milwaukee Bucks organization, they've been there with me uh, since the beginning. They changed my life. They changed my family life. My kids were born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's what the passport says. My brothers went to school here. Kids are going to a private school. They've changed my life in, tremendously. I'm extremely happy. I know the in and outs of the city. The, the city shows me a lot of love. For that, I, I can't turn my back. You know, not now, not in the future. 
not never. And I want to be committed. I want to give back to the city of Milwaukee. We won one championship, but I, I believe that we can win a second one. The Bucks and Sixers all set to tip off tomorrow from Pfizer Forum. Over to baseball, where the World Series is officially set. Seawall, the 1-2. Swing and a high fly ball, right field. Playable for Carroll near the line. Carroll under it. He's got it. And that does it. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. The Cinderella run of the Arizona Diamondbacks continues. They're the National League champions, and they knock off the Phillies in seven. The final call heard on ESPN Radio as the 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks advance into the World Series after their Game 7 4-2 win over the Philadelphia Phillies. They will now face off with the American League champs, the Texas Rangers. Every team now that has been bounced out of every team that the Brewers have lost to or have beat the Brewers have now gone to the World Series. How like, does that how does that make you feel? It that day. It's a reverse <laughs> curse. You did call it. Like they're going to the World Series. That's just what happens. And here they are. Do you feel better about that then? I like don't you want to lose this, to the eventual champion? This is the least compelling World Series that I can recall. I have no <laughs> interest in this World Series at all. Rangers, Arizona. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I would like to see I don't know. The Diamondbacks would be interesting to see. Go ahead, wins. Does that give point. you hope? Fine. Does that give you hope as a Brewers fan if you see the Diamondbacks just coming out of nowhere? I don't think anything gives me hope at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, come on. I'm, I'm battered as a Brewers fan. Game one of the World Series beginning on Friday in Texas. The Green Bay Packers are days away from their Week 8 matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. Despite three straight losses, head coach Matt LaFleur detailing what gives him hope that his team can figure things out. The thing that gives me a lot of hope is just knowing the response that I see from our team in the locker room, in the meeting rooms, on the practice field. These guys aren't afraid of a challenge, and right now we have a challenge. Going through some adversity, as long as you come out the other side of it, can be a, can be a positive thing if, if channeled and harnessed the right way and if you respond the right way. And so that's the expectation I have for our football team. The Packers will be back out on the practice field later today. An injury report should follow shortly after. Have you looked at your insurance premiums lately? And if you haven't, sit down before you do it. Oof, they are through the roof. I'll tell you why that's happening and what you can do about it to save money. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Do you handle the bills in your house, Steve? God, no. Okay. Well, I, I, me neither. Married to an accountant, so that helps. Wow, nice job. Right. Wife handles uh, all that for us as well. So I guess I admit I have not looked at our insurance premiums lately, but I imagine that I would not be pleased. (laughs) (laughs) It would keep you up at night, probably. Homeowners, particularly auto insurance premiums, are up. They're skyrocketing. On average, depending on where you look, auto insurance costs up more than 17%. In some cases, they've doubled. What's give? I talked with uh, one of our partners here at WTMJ. You hear me talking from time to time with Jeff Salasinski at R&R Insurance. They're the folks that do insurance for all of us here at Good Mm -hmm. Karma Brands. But I know Jeff, and I know he knows the industry, so a few thoughts on why our costs are going up and some things we can do right now to get the best rates. First on what's going on in the insurance industry, it's weather. It's big weather events that are causing big damage across the country, and these are record events in terms of destruction of property. That stuff, that's all the stuff that's insured, right? It's really driven by a couple of things. Catastrophic weather events are more severe and more frequent, and in fact, in 2022 alone, there were over $100 billion worth of events 
in the property market in 2022. So, Is it more weather, Jeff, or is it just the things that we're building are more expensive also? That's a part of it. The second piece that's really affecting the market right now is inflation. And I call it in the insurance business, inflation of everything. It's building <laughs> right. materials, it's auto parts, it's labor, it's energy. Everything is more expensive today than it was last year, the year before. And the cumulative effect of that inflation is just causing prices to skyrocket. Okay, don't forget that, because that's going to come back into the conversation in a moment. The first two things on what he said. We're talking with Jeff Salasinski, R&R Insurance. And Jeff said it's not just hurricanes and wildfires in terms of these big weather events. In fact, a recent severe weather outbreak in the Midwest really spooked the insurance industry. If you go back just to 2020, the state of Iowa and western Wisconsin had an $11 billion thunderstorm, the Midwest derecho. That is unprecedented. It's never happened in this part of the country. For decades, insurance companies felt like the Midwest was safe from catastrophic weather. No hurricanes, no wildfires, no earthquakes. An $11 billion thunderstorm changed that. So here's something else. piggybacking off of what he was saying previously about inflation. When everything else is more expensive because of inflation, the cost to insure everything is going to be more expensive. What we've seen is inflation has rendered some property insurance policies limits inadequate. You might have a $300,000 home, but reconstructing it after a catastrophic event in today's market could cost $450,000. You don't want to be underinsured. That money would have to come out of your pocket. All right, let me try to save you some money. Jeff Salasinski, R&R Insurance. Step one, meet with your guy. Your insurance agent needs to see you once a year. Make sure you're properly insured based on the replacement cost of your assets, your home, your cars. And then make sure that you're taking advantage of discounts. Bundling home and auto, for example, that makes things cheaper. Good student discounts for your teenage drivers. And then upgrades to your home. Your agent will want to hear about that. If you put a new roof on your home, if you put in new mechanical systems, if you put in new windows, those are attributes that insurance carriers like. They offer discounts for those um, when they happen. And secondly, in the age of technology, security systems, smart home systems, sensors for temperature change, sensors for water detection are all attributes that insurance companies offer discounts for. So. Appreciate my guy, Jeff Salasinski. They're one of our partners here at WTMJ R&R Insurance, giving up the goods, sharing all the secrets, see? But, Good stuff. But this isn't, you can't set it and forget it with insurance. you got to look at that stuff right. and check with your agent. So you got the Packers and Vikings coming up on Sunday. Bucks tip off the new season tomorrow night. Brandon Snide looks ahead to both in sports at 645. New details about the moon. It's older than we thought. 50 years after they were collected during the Apollo 17 mission, soil and rock samples from the moon are giving scientists a deeper understanding about the moon's formation and the precise age of Earth's celestial partner. Scientist Benang Zhang is from UCLA. The moon is much stabler, so it's a key recorder of a lot of events that that were not recorded on, on Earth. So apparently from studying some of these crystals and a new analysis detected in these zircon crystals, date them back 40 million years older than originally believed. So the moon is, rather than 4.425 billion years old, is now 4.46 billion years old. Doesn't look a day older, though. The moon reportedly is not happy about this coming out. (laughs) Has long since been lying about its age. (laughs) I'm only three billion. (laughs) What? What? 
disputing the account. Anyway, so yeah, not that old. So they studied all this. They've <laughs> learned that. I, I what I find most amazing about the news today is that they're still studying these rocks fifty years later. Had them around for a minute, right? <laughs> right we're learning a few things. Uh, we're learning more about the pilot that tried to crash the airplane, the fully loaded jet that he was on. That story next. on Wisconsin's Morning News. I mean, he did it, and it was a terrible thing that this guy almost pulled off. That said, the tragic details emerging about this pilot who completely melted down out of nowhere. Off-duty pilot who is sitting in a jump seat on a flight, an Alaskan Airlines flight from Washington to San Francisco. So a jump seat is basically there's one or two depending on the size of the aircraft. And oftentimes there are federal regulators sitting in there. Sometimes it's just an off-duty pilot. They sit right behind the pilots who are actually flying the ship. Our, our pilot, Scott, who joins us from time to time, had this to say when we asked him about it. So is that annoying? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he said, having these guys sit right behind you is annoying, but like they're there. Imagine if they grabbed the controls. That's what happened. So this pilot, off-duty at the time, had a nervous breakdown during the flight and went for the controls. He threw his headset across the cockpit and announced, I am not okay. Then reaching up and grabbing the red fire handles and pulling them down. A pilot physically engaged with Emerson for 25 to 30 seconds. Had Emerson pulled the handles all the way down, the plane would have turned into a glider within seconds. Yeah, it would have shut the engines off and they would have been gliding. Thankfully, they were able to stop him. He immediately said he wasn't okay. And he actually told the flight attendant once they got him out of the cockpit, you got to cuff me. You got to cuff me. Apparently... He had used some magic mushrooms a couple of days earlier. He'd gone 40 hours without sleeping. He uh, has had a history of depression in the past. Married father of two, neighbors baffled because he's just a guy that was always just a nice guy who happened to be a pilot, and here he lost his mind while jump-seating on this flight. I mean, that's, you know, I kind of alluded to it, but, I mean, that's... Again, he did it. He did a terrible thing here, and you can't have that. He needs to be prosecuted and all those things. But, right, that tragedy of this is a guy that by all other accounts was a decent guy who just, like you said, he, he lost it. Stay away from the mushrooms. He, well, that's probably stay, good advice. <laughs> stay away from the mushrooms. 645 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The World Series is all set after the Arizona Diamondbacks won Game 7 by a final of 4-2 over the Phillies. They'll head down to Texas to take on the Rangers in Game 1 on Friday night. The NBA season tipped off on Tuesday night. The reigning champs, the Denver Nuggets, beating the LeBron-led Lakers by a final score of 119-107. to And the Suns outlasting the Warriors 108 to 104. And lastly, the alleged sign stealing scandal in Michigan takes another turn this week. Sources telling ESPN that the suspended analyst, Connor Stallions, bought tickets for games at four schools outside of the Big Ten that were either in the college football playoff contention or playing contenders. Big Ten officials declined to comment. It's time for extra points. A sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. There's no doubt about it. Times in Titletown have certainly been better. And today, well, we're going to talk about it. After winning in Chicago to begin the season, it's safe to assume since then, things have tumbled downhill, especially on the offensive side of the ball. After putting up 38 points in Week 1, the scoring struggles, mainly in the first half, have been abysmal, with lots of blame and finger-pointing at the first-year starter in Jordan Love. Look, I won't sit here and tell you that 
he's not to blame. He has obviously missed many throws and caused letdowns on his own accord, but the amount of blame towards his way, in my opinion, has been far too much. It's time we recognize that these young receivers have faced their own share of growing pains, often running the wrong route as seen on Sunday in Denver, missing key blocks, and being plagued by untimely injuries. The running game, on the other hand, has been no better. Aaron Jones has played in a few games, and his touches have been unimpactful. Outside of the Week 7 game in Denver, A.J. Dillon has been a shell of his former self. The play calling is something that can easily be questioned, and to his credit, head coach Matt LaFleur has owned some of that blame. The suboptimal play calls have been a factor, failing to fully maximize Love's abilities and relying too heavily on predictable schemes. The offensive line, which was once a strength of the Packers, especially going into this season, has surprisingly been a letdown, leading to Love facing increased pressure and reduced time in the pocket, as well as being unable to establish any consistency in the run game, something that the LaFleur offense is built around. In reality, despite what people will say, despite what they'll post on social media, the Packers' offensive struggles result from multiple factors that extend well beyond the shoulders of their young quarterback. This morning, Kennedy Middle School in Germantown remains closed. All other Germantown public schools will reopen today. This is following a shootout on the rooftop of Kennedy Middle School between police and a suspect whose intentions remain largely a mystery at the moment. The subject up on the roof. Looks like it's going to be northwest corner. He's wearing a backpack, possibly a ski mask or some kind of face cover. Shots fired, shots fired. 44 dispatch, shots fired. The subject appears to be down. Uh, police radio from that night. Monday evening about 6.30, you heard the description of the suspect guy in a ski mask on the roof of the school, according to authorities. Uh, that guy shot at them first. Multiple officers returned fire. Suspect was killed. We bring in our teammate from 1017 The Truth, former Milwaukee Police Lieutenant Dr. Ken Harris. Ken, first of all, there were kids in that school at the time, sports and other activities. That has got to be the most frightening call that an officer can get. I would say yes, but that's what they trained for, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Sounds like a lot of people did, because this guy yes. was first reported nearby at a at an auto body <laughs> shop or something, yeah. acting strange, and yeah. folks called on him right away, yeah. so they were tipped off. Sounds like the school building was locked. He couldn't get access to right. that, so they were on point, and then the officers acted quickly and appropriately. But what was he doing? We don't know. Removing, don't even know much about it. Something Removing about, handicap signs. Yeah, something strange like that. Oh, he had that's a tool. Right, yeah. <laughs> What? Well, here's my question. Why uh, Why are they being so secretive about this guy? Who he is, yes. what his name is. Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's strange. been a couple of days now. I hate to say it. What, but... what do you know? He's getting, If you're watching on the live stream right now, Ken's face is like, I know some stuff I'm not sure I'm going to tell you all. Many times suburbs, the media tends to be very, very lenient on the suburbs in terms of information because quite frankly, as I was told by someone, well, we live here. We don't want people to like think anything bad about here. Hmm. So I've noticed a pattern of around Milwaukee in certain suburbs, you know, why are parents upset about this? Oh, we're upset. And we want to talk to the police. Why would you think this wouldn't happen in Germantown? You know, that mentality of we're in the suburbs that can't fly anymore. You have to be vigilant, and thank God they did. Whoever made those multiple phone calls, and and the other reason Germantown was ready is because of the multiple phone calls. We get a phone call from the auto parts place. Now we get a phone call from somebody near the school, and then shots fired. So they did a phenomenal job, and they did it right. And 
it's not that it's scary, right? That's that initial reaction. But once training kicks in, you know, you have to take a step back and go, okay, now what did I just do? Because it's just so automatic. But once he started firing, there was there was no way. Well, I guess I can say it. There's no way they were going to let that guy off the roof. As far as the suspect, what we do know is, and as Eric indicated, not sharing his name nor criminal history, but they said he was driving a car with out-of-state plates and has, and this is odd, no known ties to the community. So in terms of whether or right. not this particular school or even community were, were, was targeted, right. it looks unlikely, like it, right? right? Now, had that been me, they'd have my name, social security number, <laughs> picture. What are you right? suggesting? So what is it about this guy? That's causing them not to release any information. Now, is it because there are multiple agencies involved when no. DCI is involved and other, you know, does that play a role in I don't think one so. agency being like, oh, I don't know because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say or release Radio, it. TV, cable, Snapchat, Twitter, WhatsApp, X, and we got nothing? Something, something is definitely on purpose, intentional. So time will tell. They'll do another news conference and we'll see what it is or they won't or they won't <laughs> that seems to happen <laughs> wait a lot for too. us to bang on their door well right. let's just say <clears throat> i'll make a few phone calls 657 on wisconsin's morning news thanks ken good to All see right. you as always <laughs>